Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. Thanks to Canva for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Canva is an easy-to-use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Get a free 45-day extended trial by going to canva.me slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. You are in for such a treat today. My friend Jessica Zweig is here and she's awesome. She is genuine. She's brilliant. She's super, super nice. She's also gorgeous. But this is one of those episodes that's extremely tactical. So you're going to get some big picture concepts, but you're also going to get some nitty gritty stuff, which I think you're going to love. So you might want to be taking notes or you can go back later and jot stuff down. So if you don't know Jessica, she's an award-winning entrepreneur, a personal branding expert, a top digital marketer, an author. She's also a podcaster. She's also the founder and CEO of the Simply Be Agency, which provides customized branding, marketing, and creative services to entrepreneurs, executives, and companies all over the world. I'm really proud of her because her book just came out this week. It's called Be, a no BS guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself. It's going to give you tools and frameworks to grow your confidence, increase your value, make a lasting impact, and build authenticity to build service and real connection into your winning brand. We're going to talk about some of the juicy strategies in her book today, but you're going to have to get a copy after you listen because the book goes even deeper. Also, go check out her Simply Be podcast. She talks with amazing guests like Bob Goff, Ali Webb, Amy Porterfield. It's all about shining your own light, finding your truth, which is your magic and your competitive advantage. She's going to share amazing, valuable tips here about building a clear, authentic personal brand. So you're definitely going to want to take some notes. Like I said, without further ado, please welcome the incredible, sparkly Jessica Zweig. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Kathy. This is so fun. I'm so glad that you are with us and you have all this good stuff to share. And on top of that, you have a book coming out, which really encapsulates so much of what you're going to share today. Um, At the heart of it, Jessica's platform is called Simply Be, and it's all about learning what, what it really means to do branding, but from a way of being yourself, as I understand it. And Jessica has an amazing background in branding and she owns her own branding agency. So Let's all get on the same page. Yes. Why do you call your agency Simply Be? Let's talk about what it means to be authentic because there's a lot of faux authentic, right? And then there's actually what you're hoping people will learn to step into. So let's just talk about that whole arc of what it means to you and this work, what you're trying to really do in the world. Yes. So the name Simply Be actually came from a little tattoo on my wrist. Had it for years and years, my late 20s. And I was running a business. I was 
operating a whole other company actually at the time and honestly in a in a really low place and I knew I needed to shift I knew I needed to kind of get back into alignment with my purpose and at the time I didn't even really know what my purpose was I just wasn't feeling myself and I got a download that I needed to leave this business I was running at the time to go off and start this thing called simply be it was just a, a total message from some other place in the universe and I had no business plan I didn't know what it was really going to be I knew marketing and branding at the time I was going to go forward and help in that space in some way but the message was call it simply be to always be reminded to be in your truth and truth you know is is our authenticity and our authenticity is our truth and I the way that I define authenticity to be frank with you Kathy is really the distinction between love coming from love or coming from fear and fear shows up in a lot of ways, but it primarily shows up as ego and love shows up as service. And I was in so much ego and fear at the time that I had this moment and this message, I was completely inauthentic. I was living out of alignment with who I was really supposed to be. And so when I, got the download and, and started to move forward, left that business, went off to launch Simply the Agency. It's what it became an agency. I decided I was gonna take all of this, you know, passion and understanding I have for marketing, for the digital space, for social media, for content creation, but infuse humanity into that. And that became a personal branding firm where we really help our clients simply be who they're meant to be in the world. And all my clients come from different parts of the world, different industries, men, and women, totally agnostic. But what is the common denominator that I find and it's why I want to work with them and they want to work with me is because they're coming from love. They, they want to serve and that they just need help getting that, that message out in a more strategic and effective way. But that is really the work that I'm hoping to do with my book and my business is to really redefine personal branding from this perception of, oh, it's an ego play to no, this is actually our divine assignment and the reason for being and what we're actually here to do and, and to give people the tools to, to fly. Yeah. And it's really important. I've been thinking and feeling into this so much, you know, this really is the journey home, the journey back to the self. And the more that I study meditation and Joe Dispenza's work, and the more that I talk to other great empowering women, I really come to understand that for so many of us, we have been chameleons. We are people pleasers. People pleasing is a trauma response, but it's also just kind of like our reptilian brain. Like back in the day, if you said something that the gang, the squad, the tribe, the community didn't approve of, you were cast aside. So there's this constant trying to figure out what's really authentic and what really is definitely just a way for me to survive, not being disliked by everyone else. And you come to a point, sometimes you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't have a point of view. I don't stand for things because I worry what other people will say or think. But at some point, that's actually lying and you're lying to yourself and you're lying to other people. And then you're not adding your perspective, which if, if it is your authentic self and perspective, how can you not add it? It's needed, right? It's needed for other people to bump up against so that we can all then add these different colors. There could be red and blue and burnt sienna as opposed to like, well, everyone's blue. So I'll just be 
maybe at the most navy. It's like, no, if you're really pink, like be pink. But it's so scary. And it's so hard to know what that means. And at the end of the day, that's what I see on social media is this sort of wrestling with wanting to be authentic, but very much caring that everybody agrees with and likes what I'm going to say. How do we step out of the fear, like you said, and into a place of love so we can even know again, what do I really feel like sharing? What is me? And release that not everybody in the world is going to like it as a fact. One micro step at a time. That's how you do it. You don't become confident overnight. You don't become fully embodied overnight. You don't become fully seen in the world overnight, right? Micro actions. I really firmly believe in the power of taking micro steps and being really gentle on yourself along the way. And also really recognizing, so I often say, if you are everything to everyone, you will be nothing to no one. That is marketing 101. So you shouldn't try. You're just going to end up being bland and no one's going to have anything to attach to. And you have to accept on this path to authenticity, on this path to being your brand, that not everybody is going to like it. You have to really truly accept that. And at the end of the day, you should know that the more that you vibrate at this frequency of you, two things actually happen. You repel and you magnetize because we're all just energy, right? Science, you, you know, Joe Dispenza, like we're just energy. And so we're vibrating at different frequencies, our own unique frequency and like attracts like, that's also science. And so when you embody your frequency and, and that takes a lot of inner work, right? To do this and working with people like Kathy and working with, you know, coaches and friends and people like me to really hold mirrors up to you and to do that deep transformational work. I mean, that's what I mean when I say micro actions, but you will begin when you really start to own who you are, vibrate at a different level. You will increase your frequency. You'll begin to become that magnet that repels and attracts. And those people that are attracted to you see you for who you are because you're a reflection of them. And that becomes your tribe. That becomes your community. That becomes your client. That becomes your network. And you will feel the more you do this affirmed that who you are being is amazing. That's what gives you the confidence. That's what gives you the, the, the power to move forward and continue. And that's, you know, really the choice and the understanding I think people are really working towards, not the Instagram followers and not the, you know, the platform and the perfect website. It's choosing that first, having that be your come from first. And, you know, I do a lot of development of brands and platforms and I get my clients seen in all the media and they all want to know, like, how do we do that? And I, I'll say, this is an inside job. This is not an outside projection of what you want the world to know about you. This is an inside job first. And we'll help you to peel apart, you know, who you are and how you show up and how you articulate it. But you gotta feel like you deserve it, girl, in the first place. And that is, that is the real work. And, you know, I think you and I both do that in our own unique ways of really reminding people of that. Yeah, this is so good. There's so much here. I want to talk about what you just said, because in the title of your book, you say that increasing your self-worth is also connected to your net worth, right? Like you put them yeah. together. Yes. And it's all about feeling like you're worthy of receiving it. Yes. And it's so easy to get caught up in like, no, no, that's not what it, what it is. Cause that's really in our blind spot. 
it's really just about how I don't know the algorithm or I don't know what I'm supposed to post. You know, I had a conversation with a couple of production companies who are talking to a company that works with Netflix and Magnolia. And we're having this conversation about what they're looking for in terms of the people they want to put on these channels and these streamers. And they were saying, Kathy, we, we really want the kind of engaged following that you have. We don't want someone with like a big number. We want that there's like a yes. poll, like a real poll. And I never felt that I could win the game of like these perfect curated feeds. And I thought of it. I was like, maybe I should take like a branding shoot every month and I should, you know, have these flat lays where everything looks perfect. And I start to have this feed that feels really cohesive in the way that it projects an image and all of that. And I still struggle with that. But what I do know is that I will hear from friends of mine. I was on your show and I've been on a million other shows. Your show is the one that every day my team says, someone just emailed because they heard you on Kathy's podcast, Kathy's podcast. And she's like, I didn't even know who you were. So there's something to like, we are humans. Yes. We're not feeding things into a machine. It's not about, so, but I don't get it because you are, see, here's the thing that's frustrating. You're so beautiful. So beautiful. And everything you make is so beautiful. So it's easy to be like, you know what? I know what she's saying feels really good and it makes sense. But on top of everything she just said, she's got all those other pieces dialed in. So let's talk about what it really means. In this book, you talk about reinventing branding and like being yourself, but how can we be ourselves? And at the same time, make something that helps people understand what, what it is in a cohesive way. Yes. Let's crack into that. I also, I want to say too, and I have a couple different geniuses, right? And so do you. And so does everybody. And one of my geniuses has always been since I started this whole game on back in 2008 was like crafting really great copy on Facebook and understanding like a powerful font and great color palettes and cohesive Instagram grids. Like I understand that, like that's something that comes quite naturally to me, which is why I do it because it's a way that I express myself. I'm just going to say, you are an amazing conversationalist. Like the way that you interview on your podcast, I listen and it's, it's incredible. I study it. You have a gift that I don't like, I I do my best and I have a podcast too, but like your (laughs) genius zone is, is really cracking into people and asking the right questions and holding space and the way you, you. it's amazing. So I just really want to open that up for your audience is that we all have our own genius zones and it all shows up in its own respective way. And that's what we should lean into to serve and help. And so back to the, to my platform being so polished and and like branded and all the things it's because it's fun for me and I I can do it and it, it comes easy. Like that's the truth. But if you were to double click into my content, which I know you have, I mean, that's, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. It is authentic. It is real. It is vulnerable. It it has a lot of depth to it. It just has polish at the same time, right? So what I really want to encourage everyone, and this is really the journey that I've been on and what I really am here to teach, like I'm not here to teach you how to build a perfect Instagram grid. I'm here to teach you how to really be yourself, right? And we can express that through the internet and through social to, to serve and reach more people. So 
in my methodology, I've created a trademark methodology that's in my book B and have really opened it up for the world because it's been behind the four walls of my business for the last few years. And, and now I'm like, I want to open it up. It shouldn't be yeah. a secret. I really gave it away. It's a tactical business branding book. And I start with your message. You have to know your message. You have to understand your brand first and foremost to cut through the noise. You have to understand, of course, your audience, how you fit into the landscape and the strategy and the tactics, but it really starts with the message. And I kind of had this hypothesis, if you will, as well as a challenge a couple of years ago when I started Simply Be, right? This is a branding agency. Well, branding, the, the space of branding, people are not is an exercise of clarity, right? We have to be crystal clear with the brand story to create emotional affinity within less than 30 seconds to someone who's never heard of your sure. product or business before. That's branding done well. But on the flip side, we're talking about people. We're talking about human beings and people are complicated and we can't understand people in less than 30 seconds and we're nuanced and ever evolving and we have 80,000 thoughts a day according to science. So like, how do we reconcile branding and people. And so I created a tool. I created a really powerful framework that I use with everyone and it really truly works. So I'll try and break it down here on your show. Yay. Who's excited about this? I love this. I love that it starts with the message. And I do want to say, because it's true that we had connected a little while ago, but then in the more recent past, I reached out to you and I was like, I really dig your content and I want to have you on the show. And the truth be told at this point, I don't really do that anymore. And with you, I was like, gosh, I know it's polished, but you're right. When I double clicked, I was like, she's in there. I can feel it. Totally feel it. She's powerful. She's, she's herself. She's bright. She's got it. There's an edge. It's not in a box. There's actually like edges, right? It's not linear. I like it. It's messy in a good way. So that's why we're doing this. And so now let's go into that being the case. Let's go into this methodology because boy, do we have to learn this framework, right guys? Right? Okay, go for it. Okay, well, you can get it fully fleshed out of my book, like step-by-step, step, but I will, I will high level break it down for you. So it's called the hologram, okay? The personal brand hologram. And it is titled a hologram for the record because we're three-dimensional beings of light. That's why I named it that, you know, again, branding is an exercise in clarity, but we need that depth. So it's divided into three sections. The first part is what's called your headline. So think of Nike, just do it. We all know that that's like, it is an anthem. It is a rally cry. It has zero to do with shoes or apparel. It has, right. right? It's like, it's an ethos. So what is that for you? That is the headline. Like for you, I mean, I'll, I'll call it, I'm just going to diagnose you like, you know, don't keep your day job is the name of your podcast, but girl, is that layered? Does that have so much resonance for people? And so quippy at the same time and memorable and fun and cool, right? And you named your book that you also have a program made to do this. That's an amazing brand title. So your personal brand headline should be you, but you can also come up and apply this tool to products as well and businesses. So that's step one. So what's the thing that you want people to feel, to think about, to know when they hear your name? Usually it's a sentence, a word, a, a phrase, a couple words, and we all have that inside of it. For me, it's simply be like, that's more than a business name. That's a, that's an ethos too. So start there. Second step is to identify your four 
brand pillars is what I call them. So four is that sweet spot, right? If you get on the internet today, I really want to make this point to your listeners. We cannot talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever tickles our fancy that day on the internet. If you do that, you will be a master at nothing. You will come off to be frank, like kind of like a hot mess. Like no one's going to have anything to attach to. You will be an expert in, in everything and a master of nothing. So picking your lanes and sticking to the script is key. Cause here's a secret. You are who you say you are on the internet over and over and over and over again. That's it. Yeah. Because it's so easy. It's actually so easy. So four is that sweet spot because you can't just talk about the one thing you want to be known for or the one thing you do. Four allows us to achieve that clarity by highlighting what you do and what makes you great at what you do and who you are and what makes you relatable and real. And those four are intended to allow for that attachment. Like people can be like, oh, I get what she's about, but, or she's about, but I also kind of know her. Like you mentioned, like I have edginess. Thank you for saying that. Like I talk about branding. I also talk about psychedelics. I talk about spirituality. I talk about women empowerment, right? But I stick to those scripts, not psychedelics, but like spirituality as a, as a part of my life, which it is. But I'm also an entrepreneur. I'm also a lot of other things, Kathy. I'm a wife. I'm a huge into holistic healing. I'm obsessed with, you know, animal welfare. Like those are all things I, I do in my offline life and, and spend a lot of energy and investment in, but I get to choose how the world sees me online. I get to choose it. And it doesn't sacrifice any authenticity that I'm discretional because I'm choosing things that are human as well as professional. I'm just choosing those exact things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you think about people like Brene Brown and she's consistently talking about vulnerability. She's talking about vulnerability over and over again, over and over again, how it relates to perfectionism, how it relates to shame, but it's always vulnerability. You think about Eckhart Tolle and he's talking about being in the now, being in the now, being in the now, right? And then with all of us, we're like, okay, I need to have 15 things that I'm supposed to teach. and I'm supposed to be an expert at. And then it makes you kind of master of none, right? Blurry. Yeah. Blurry. Yeah. And what you just, I love that you just brought up Brene Brown and Eckhart Tolle. So let's talk about that for a second, because I consider those two people thought leaders. Yeah. Not experts, not influencers, thought leaders, right? And they, they've really honed in their value basically. And then, you know, you kind of get to know that Brene Brown's like funny and she's a mm -hmm. mom and she's mm -hmm. got a bunch of other like but anecdotal things about her that she, that she does share to show her humanity, but she sticks to her script and look what she's created. And we yeah. all, and like, we all have that ability. It's just a matter of getting clear. So that's, that's really key. And then the third part of the hologram, and this is really where I think it gets good. We'll just stick on Bernie for a second. So let's say one of your pillars is vulnerability too or personal branding too. You're not Bernie Brown and she's never going to be you, right? So inside the pillars, I have what's called your unique insights. And this is really about drilling down into why vulnerability matters to you and to you alone. Your, your DNA is yours and yours alone. So no one's had your life experiences, discretions, failures, triumphs, stories, traumas, truly. And that's where you look and it's, I prompt you to journal and to get feedback from people in your life from this exercise in the book, but what your unique insights then become about three to five short bullet points within your pillars that really 
emphasize the uniqueness of that pillar in your brand message. And then you have this full fleshed out framework, the hologram, once you've gone through this exercise that defines your one of a kind brand identity. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. And I have heard Jasmine Starr say, you know, her own version of what she thinks is a good like grid. And it's sort of, you know, pick five things that represent different aspects of who you are. But what you're both coming back to is be consistent, be well-rounded, but be consistent. Right. And I think for me, like I do have three kids and, you know, we just got a puppy and I love musical theater and I like comedy and I'm obsessed with Larry David, but it's not in my feed most of the time. Like every 12 images, there's a picture of me and my kids because that is part of my life. And it comes up sometimes like I just have to share something happened. It really feels like that's what's on my heart for the day. But what I think about every single day is my audience. And I think about the thing that I want to share every single day. And I remind them of it every single day. So every single day when I go to post, I keep coming back to where are they at? What's the pain point? And it's always the same for me, which is you're needed here. Do your life's work. Stop doing something that's not you. That's the day job. Do your life's work. And for me, what's also part of my thing is that's going to require a level of self-awareness. We're going to have to go inside in order to Marie Kondo and come back home to like what's really here. And so therefore I'm going to make space for the pain and I'm going to keep bringing you back to whatever can hopefully get you home from the program self to the actual self so that you can do your job because you are needed over and over again, over and over again. But it's me writing the content. There are certain things I will not delegate out yeah, because it's got to feel like I'm actually in the feed, but this is so, so helpful because I think we don't get psychology and we think that people can handle hearing all the different things about us all of the time. Like there's 26 letters in an alphabet. And by the end of the month, there's 26 things that you've talked about and nobody can follow that. And it doesn't mean you're not being authentic. It actually means if you have a message and if you're about service, then it's not only about all the different things that we just have to get off our chest. Yeah. It's really, what really is the point? Are you using social media for your own, like, is it therapy? Is it like a place to, or if it's branding, right? Difference between business and a hobby, then it's for an audience who needs a problem solved. And every day when I post, I go, where are they at? This would be helpful versus here's where I'm at. But I do meet them where they're at because if this is my message, clearly this is about me too. Because this is the thing that I feel I've gone through or I'm dealing with all the time. Kathy, I have so many things I want to pull apart in what you just said. Okay. So first of all, when it comes to authenticity, like there's a resonance. I use this word resonance, like, and you're an amazing example. And I'm just going to like shine the light on you since we're talking to your audience. So you have to start there. Like the, the hologram is the tool to help you like chisel it. But the marble is this deep dedication and full heart showing up for presence yes. Yes. that you actually have to start with. 
the dressing and the tactics come second, third, fourth, fifth, like the brand message, the content, the strategy, the tactics, the social, the PR, the Instagram posts. But starting with this, the, the come from has to be this resonance that your audience is either going to feel or they're not going to feel. And then the second thing I really want to say, because it's really beautiful and really important, because I think a lot of people, I've been on social media since it was like the wild, wild west back in 2007 when like no one was on it. So I've always sort of had an innate understanding. I don't even get where it came from. It's just been instinctual. But I'm always amazed and grateful in a way that there's a lot of people out there that are still trying to really understand it and navigate it. Someone told me once back then at the time, I was actually going through a horrible breakup with a boyfriend of five years and it was a painful, brutal heartbreak. And I would get on Facebook and I would just be super passive aggressive and like emote and share my pain. And I just, it felt so good. And a dear wise friend of mine pulled me aside and was like, Jess, the internet is not a place for you to process it's a place for you to share value to other people. So do your work, talk to your therapists, talk to your girlfriends, and then come back to this space when you have wisdom, when you've cleared it to the best of your ability and you actually have something to offer up in service to the young girls that are following you that are going through breakups too. But right now it's like the Jessica show and it's all about you catharting versus you adding value. And I never forgot that. It's really important in Seth Godin's book, in this book, this is marketing, which I always keep here because this is like for branding and marketing, this is always my go-to. And he says, because he believes that it's all about that radical empathy, he goes, you have to be really careful that this is not a place for you to look for empathy from your audience. If this is a thing that's about them, it's not here, hold this for me because they can feel that. And that doesn't mean that you can't share what's happening. That's so powerful when people do share the origin story or what just happened. But there's a way in which we do that where just energetically you can feel in the vibration. This is something I'm sharing. This is not something I'm processing, right? Yeah. Or not something I'm asking for you to be there for me in this way, right? We have to be clear. Like what if Coca-Cola, you know, shake up the happiness started saying like, you know, right now our CEO is going through this. What do you feel about that? He just wanted to start posting and you would be starting to feel like they're not able to be a container for you at that point. I think what you said earlier is it's the showing up for it's the rising into period end of story, right? It is that if you want this platform, you have to be that which somebody else can lean on, right? Yes. And there is a part of all of us and think about, it's like being a parent, right? It's like, I can process something, but it's not their job to think they ever have to hold me up. However, it's important for them to see that I can feel sad because I want them to know, but I never process it with them. It's more like mommy, if they see me upset about something, they're like, yeah, sometimes we get upset, but we can move through that. And this is what it is. And it's the same thing. It's like, think of your clients as your kids. Yes. They need to always be able to come back and be like, she's captaining the ship. She's leading. She's good. She's not spun out. This is so good. And so, so important because we're people too, right? We work with people, whether it's our community or our clients or our customers. And 
I mean, I, I'm just flashing back to, um, it's so, so crazy. This retreat I went on a couple of years ago and the facilitator, the host of the retreat, like had like a breakdown at the end of it, like in front of all of us. And while I can hold empathy for her and, and it was a beautiful like moment of vulnerability, I guess it felt a little uncomfortable because she was there to hold space for us. And I never forgot that because we really have to hold ourselves in a certain energy when we're holding space for other people. And you actually told me this when we first started talking, cause you were launching made to do this. And we were just chit chatting about our businesses and I'm launching a course and like, whatever. And I was just really kind of picking your brain. And you were, you said something so fascinating to me, Kathy, you said, people just want your presence. You don't need all the worksheets. You don't need all the videos. You don't need right. all the fun tools and bells and whistles. People just want your presence. And I took such a deep breath when you told me that as someone who's so much in the tactics and the bells and the whistles as part of what I do for people. And it really brought me home to myself. It's like the value in is, a, is in us being, is yeah. in us simply being. And that's actually our magic and our service. Yeah. And what's so beautiful about it, you know, because I just had Priyanka Chopra on the podcast and she's such a great example of just like the the dropping in just so full of dropping in and it's an opportunity to step fully into our power. And there's so much of our life's journey and society's message that has almost confused us that like, there's something humble about not being in our power. You should kind of not fully step in. No, 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 no. That is the greatest gift you give to your neighbor or your friend or your client when they can feel you in your rising, they will then rise to meet you there. You will then be a mirror for the rising in them. And that is what people pay for. And that's why people will spend more on Chanel or walking into Neiman Marcus than they will somewhere else because there is a stepping in, right? There's something like that. I love this conversation, but before we keep going, we're just going to thank our sponsor. I want to give a special shout out to Canva for supporting our podcast. Canva gives you a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter whether you're a design master or you're just starting out, Canva Pro can help boost your productivity and creativity. It is everything you need to design like a pro. With a subscription, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. My team and I are huge fans of Canva. We use it pretty much every single day, and that's not even exaggeration at all. We use it to create videos on Instagram. We use it for podcast artwork. We use it for any graphics that you've seen on my social media, all because of Canva. When I first started my business, I had no background in art or design, but Canva makes it so easy for me to create any kind of graphics that actually look professional. I've been telling my friends and my students to use the service way before they became a sponsor. It is such a game changer. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Get a free 45-day extended trial by going to canva.me slash dreamjob. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash dreamjob. And by the way, thank you guys so much for supporting our sponsors. You support our sponsors. It allows us to keep making free content and we love you guys so much for it. Let's go a little bit back into these tactics because the book, you guys are going to love this book because you have to sell people what they want and give them what they need. And you do that really well. So there's a couple more pieces in the book that really kind of break this down. One of them is about what are the evergreen principles for online connection, getting social media right? I think people would just feel like that is like candy. So can you teach them a little bit about that? 
Sure. So um, in the book, there's a chapter called the 10 Evergreen Principles of Social Media. And here's why I wrote this chapter. Because between the time you start listening to this podcast between Kathy and I, and by the time that it's over in 60 minutes, something in the social media stratosphere is going to have changed. There'll be a new app. There'll be a new algorithm change. There'll be a new feature or function you feel like you have to get to know. And there's just been this huge amount of FOMO and anxiety that like we as a, as a society on social media have to learn it all and keep up with it. And we get so caught up with those bells and whistles that we forget the whole point. And in my view, what worked back in 2008 when I first got on it is what's working today and what I believe is going to work in the next 10 years. And so a couple of those principles are, you know, the principle of quality, quality over quantity. You do not need to have millions of followers anymore to make millions of dollars. The world has changed. A hundred percent accurate. Yes. Yep. Yes. We know plenty of people who have just a couple thousand pe- people following them and actually have a seven figure business. So get the vanity metrics out of your head and focus on really nurturing the community that you have that will pay you back in spades. Another one is the principle of accessibility. So there's this like fun little function on all social media channels called a direct message. And we take that for granted that we can connect with anybody across the world, the whole globe with the push of a button. And that means like Brene Brown, Tony Robbins, like I had Ali Webb on my podcast and she told me that she reached out to Brene Brown on DM was like going through a divorce and was like, I could, can I pick your brain? And I mean, she's Allie Webb, but I mean, they became friends right through the power of a DM. And I have a couple stories that I share in my book from people who I DM'd, who responded, who I responded to and remembering that no one is too big or too small to pay attention to. And that yeah. we can really open up our businesses by being accessible and really leaning into the social of social media. Another great, actually Gabby Bernstein was an inspiration for this. She said once, measure your success by how much fun you're having. And so social media becomes like really stressful and really a bear and like people feel like, oh, we don't have the time or I feel so long. But if you make it fun, if you make it like an adventure and really show up again as you, People are going to feel that and and you're going to actually, the experience of social media will become lighter for you and you're going to actually give more to it. And that pays it back in spades as well. And the the last one I'll share is the principle of integration. And this is something that I think we can really own more than ever with the power of stories and Snapchat, like real-time video and lives, which we didn't have a few years back. So I once got a, a comment from a client that I met in a session in person pre-COVID. This was years ago for the first time. And she said to me in the middle of the session, she stopped what she was doing. She looked at me and she said, Jessica, you are so integrated. And I had no idea what she meant. I thanked her and I was like, can you explain? She said, who you are on the internet, because that was how she found me, is who you are in person. And if I met you in person and I went and I looked you up online, you'd be the same. You're totally integrated. And it was one of the best compliments I've ever received in my yeah, career. It's beautiful. And so really be who you're, who you are, not just online, but when you show, cause we've all had that experience where we meet someone we're a fan of in person and they're kind of a jerk and it's heartbreaking when you're like, but wait, I can't reconcile yeah. the difference. And so really integrating who you are being online and offline is honestly a, a strategy for winning on social It's how you'll create your most loyal fans. If you show up that way, and a really great place to do that is in, in real-time video. So 
I have about six more, but that chapter is a really great chapter. Another thing you talk about, it's another framework in the book is the pinnacle content framework and you trademarked it. Yeah. It's so good. You're talking about taking the stress out of the strategy and finding a direct effective path towards your goals. What does it mean, the pinnacle content framework? So think about the pinnacle as like the summit, right? It's the peak. And when we build a platform, we think it starts actually with with social media or the graphics and the beautiful branding, colors, logo, whatnot. Your pinnacle is actually the tippy top most highest form of your thought leadership that you can create online. Thought leaders think that's why they're called thought leaders. And so we create that, that IP, that intellectual property, that ownable thought leadership by way of core content. I call it pinnacle content. That's creating a podcast, a blog, writing a book, creating an ebook, writing a blog series, doing a video series. There are all these different forms of core pinnacle content. And I give you a whole bunch of examples in the book for it that you need to start your strategy with and then utilize social media and PR to be frank, to drip it out, to micro out your core message. And you can't just have a message, right? You have to bring your message to life. And you, you do that through a pinnacle piece of content. And typically pinnacle pieces of content, I call it, they can be marathons. Like you do a podcast every single week, or it can be a sprint, you know, like a course or an event or a webinar that you launch, but really, really creating ownable, ownable core content is really what's going to set you apart from being seen as a thought leader versus an influencer, an expert, or just anyone, right? Experts invest the time where there is time created or time spent, I should say, value is insinuated and and created. So spending time on your core piece of content, really getting that right. And then the rest of the framework teaches you how to distribute it very simply with three other channels. And you have a strategy. It's so easy. That's so cool. And to combine that with something that Pat Flynn said, he was talking about core content and, you know, he has like millions of views on his YouTube channel. He has two podcasts. He has his blog. I said, what's the core content? What is, what's your go-to if you were giving someone a piece of advice for where to start or what to double down on? And he said, podcasting. And I said, why? And he said, if you're on YouTube, the way that YouTube measures success is like how long someone's watching. He said, if the person watches for five minutes, you're crushing it. That's like unheard of. Like if a person watches for 10 minutes, amazing. Nobody gets that. People watch for like 30 seconds, a minute. He goes, with a podcast, you have people listening to you for an hour, for an hour. Think about what you can build. Think about the, the depth that you can build. And so a lot of times I think that we are so glorifying busy and we're moving things around constantly and it really is another reminder that it is about the depth and the engaging. And so I love that that's a tool. And I love really seeing that and getting the clarity of that because it's interesting. Like I don't have as many followers on Instagram as most of my now very close friends and peers, but my podcast is actually significantly bigger and I slowly, while they were over here, I was like doing the deep, like digging. And then you don't create fans. You create super fans. You create family, (laughs) family, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) So I'm curious what your, 
because everybody has a different perspective, which is, again, goes back to what you first said, makes everything worth it. We all have a point of view. What is your point of view? Can we do that on Instagram? Do you find podcasting for you is where it's at? For some people, it's not. Obviously, everyone's different. For Seth, it's been his blog, right? Like if you type Seth into Google, the first thing that comes up is his blog, not Seth Rogen, not everything else, him. So that's his means. What about for you? So I have a podcast as well, the Simply Be podcast, and I 100% feel like it's been the best marketing tool for my my business because it allows me to go that deep and think about when you have someone in your ears, it's so intimate. But what I love so much about the Seth example, because I don't want your listeners to be like, well, Kathy's saying podcast and Jessica's saying podcast, so I should start a podcast. First of all, podcasts are a lot of work, a lot of time, and you might not love talking to people. You might be more inclined to write, you know, you might love being on camera and want to talk to yourself. Like there's all of these different, you know, preferences that that we actually have to see and explore within ourselves before we choose that core content. And I will say that if I'm really going to be honest though, my favorite, favorite type of content is events. I miss people. I miss socializing. It's like, I'm an, I'm an introvert extrovert, but when I've hosted my own retreats, masterminds, workshops, conferences, like I I've produced a ton of events in my career and nothing drives connection, loyalty, community, relationship, like events do. And so I've built a, a few of those in 2021 for myself. I'm actually going to be doing a retreat in Costa Rica. It sold out in um, March and and only, you know, 11 women signed up, but they all paid a high ticket to come. And like those women are going to be my evangelists, my potential future clients, like my biggest ambassadors. And you really can't beat the power of high touch, but podcasts are a close second because the intimacy of voice yeah. and audio is so, 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 so powerful. Yep. And I will just say what I think is really important to hear from what you're saying is think about how we're not talking about an immediate ROI. Like, really, we need to get this. Like when I was writing my book, here it is sitting over here. Um, By the way, let's talk about growth and mistakes. This should have been pink because 88% of my audience is female and I didn't want to be niche. It's just interesting. In any case, I think the book would have done even better, but we've sold 50,000 copies. I'm pretty proud of that. It's all good. Oh my God. The point is, I mean, that's, it's nothing compared to other things, but it's great compared to me. And that's where I'm at. But the point is when I was writing this, it took a year and a half to write it. Then another year for it to come out. And I was like, what's the point? And even though they gave me a decent advance, once I was done with paying for the editor, working with all these people dealing with like, I was like, what's the ROI? Oh, The ROI is going back to the branding. When you do an event, we've done a couple events and I cannot wait to do them. I was just messaging my team about it this morning. Like that's literally my dream is like on stage, a thousand people in the room, like let's dance, let's meditate, let's breathe, let's work on our business. Let's get into breakout groups. I'm like, get me at it. We've done a few of these events. We had an event for 500 people, 14 countries represented. I didn't make money on that. Okay. I mean, people paid, but like you pay for the room, you pay for the theater, you pay for the lighting. But why is it so valuable to spend two years on a book or to do an event? Because the ripple effects of that, the leverage of that, the intensity of that, what that does, 
intimacy is currency. Depth is currency. So instead of being like, I'm just going to give up because I'm trying to hit this vanity metric. It's like, no, do the rising, do the stepping in, do the showing up, the all in rising to show up for a message and then think about the pinnacle things that will actually be like smoke signals in the air that help people start to go, what's that? A bird, a plane. And it's amazing how it's everything and it's worth everything. Right now I'm in talks working on a TV show. And I said to my husband, and I, I, by the way, I don't feel shame around talking about how much money I make. Cause I actually want to keep helping people like, let's get the money thing off this ego pedestal and let's let, let money be a resource, but I'm making about $10 million a year. So doing a talk show, I, I said to him the other day, what am I doing? I'm going to sacrifice daytime and be busy. I don't need the money. He's like, it's the visibility and the opportunity in that visibility, right? And that's worth, if uh, unless I don't really want to do this work, (laughs) right? Right? But again, it's not about like, well, what are they paying? It's like, it's not about what they're paying. It's about, is this an opportunity to go deeper, to be showing up, staking the ground, And people go, there it is over and over again, over and over again, worth everything. The the only thing that I would add to what you just said is like your smoke signal that might not make you any return in the, in in the upfront ultimately might, doesn't matter. Your smoke signal changes lives. Your smoke signal matters. Your smoke signal has impact. 100%. Everyone in the world should see that, right? So I love that you shared all of that. I'm so happy and excited for you. You're so exciting and awesome. (laughs) Um, Okay. Tell us where we can find you, where we can buy your book. And thank you so much for such a delicious conversation. And thank you. You're a goddess, truly. Uh, you can find me at jessicaswag.com. I'm at jessicaswag on Instagram. And you can buy my book wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, indie bookshops. You can go to jessicaswag.com backslash bonuses if you want to buy my book and get a bunch of free, amazing goodies and content. I love you so much. I love you so much. You are a soul sister. And I'm so grateful to have just talked to you. Oh, you're the best. And I love that we're friends. And everyone, please go buy her book because it's actually a gift to yourself. Thank you for being here. That was so fun. All right, here are the takeaways. Number one, the more you vibrate at the frequency of you, the more you can repel the people you don't want and magnetize the people who are attracted to you. Number two, this is an inside job first. Peel apart who you are and how you show up. You have to feel like you deserve it in the first place. That's the real work. Number three, pick your lane and stick to the script. You are who you say you are over and over again. If you try to be an expert at everything, you become a master at nothing. Number four, tactics and strategies come second and third. Start with the resonance that people will feel. Number five, you don't need all the bells and whistles. People just want your presence. The value is in simply just being. Number six, quality over quantity. Get the vanity metrics out of your head and focus on nurturing the community you have that will pay you back in spades. Number seven, measure your success by how much fun you're having. Make it an adventure. Number eight, be integrated. Who you are online should be who you show up as in person. Okay, now I want to celebrate some wins. So Joakara said, on January 10th, I started my free Facebook group and have experimented with growth and engagement since. In less than 30 days, my group went from zero to 230 and now at 334, we're still growing. My goal is a thousand members using the same strategy. My group is engaged, hilarious, and full of women go-getters for podcasting. I couldn't ask for a better group and know it will only grow. 
This is so amazing. Congrats to you. I love that you're creating the space for women in podcasting. You're going to hit that thousand goal in no time. And I have no doubt that you're going to bring in more amazing souls who need this community. You all can go check out her Facebook group. It's called Women Podcast Together. Grow your confidence, impact, and income. Okay, the next win, Elizabeth said, during May to do this, I finally found my message for my group and I've been sharing it a lot. Today, we reached a thousand followers. That means my message resonates with others and I found my people. I know numbers in general don't equal success, but they are opening the door to new opportunities. I'm so excited. Elizabeth, way to go. You should be so proud of yourself for having the courage to put your message out there and look at what it's doing. Keep showing up. Keep shouting it out. I can't wait to hear where this takes you. If anyone's interested in joining Elizabeth's awesome community, her Facebook group is called Empowered Women's Experience Group. All right, now I want to announce the winner for our giveaway. Remember, I'm doing these giveaways twice a week. So if you want to be eligible to win some really cute swag, make sure you just leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts and then post your review on Instagram and tag me. Today's winner is BrazilNut0721. They wrote, I could list a million great benefits that come from just listening to the podcast at no freaking cost, but I'll just say this. When you have a feeling that something is wrong or it's not how it's meant to be or how you want it to be, when you feel as if all hope is lost, Kathy is the angel on our shoulders reminding us otherwise. Kathy has inspired me to live a better life, one that brings me more joy and helps me find my type of community. For a wallflower introvert and someone who has suffered from depression and lived with such a negative point of view all of my life leading up to now, her podcast has been a lifesaver. I would give it 10 stars if I could. Highly, highly recommend. Ah, that is so sweet. You don't know what these things do for me. Thank you so much. And I'm just wondering if your Brazil nut handle is has anything to do with the Christopher Guest movie, Best in Show. Regardless, you guys don't know what these words do to me. It's so uplifting. It brings tears to my eyes. Thank you for leaving these reviews. And then when you leave these reviews and you post them on your Instagram and you tag me, not only will I repost them, but then other people will find out about the show. It is indeed free and we have so many good episodes coming out. So we do want you to share this with your friends. And I will choose another winner on Monday. So go ahead and leave a review and I will be choosing another winner on Monday. I cannot thank you enough for being here. I know that your time is so valuable. There's a million things you could be doing, but you're here. So thank you. There's amazing guests coming up on the show soon. So make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you haven't already, leave a review, post your review on Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller so that you'll be eligible for the giveaway. Finally, I'm curious if this episode, if you liked it, if you found it valuable, can you think of someone who'd be inspired by this? If so, go ahead and email this link to her or text it to her. Or you can post about it on Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller and tag Jessica Zweig at Jessica Zweig, Z-W-E-I-G. And we'll both probably tag you and thank you. I love you guys so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you tomorrow.